Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for the Emergency Nine podcast. We've got Jay here. We've got Mike here, and we've got myself coming from you live from Tampa, Florida, for an incredible event. We're gonna we're gonna hit live like nineteen hundred times and piss Mikey off. We're gonna touch base on. I think there's an alternate tour having an event this week, but at the end of the day, this is gonna be an incredible podcast, gentlemen. How you doing? Hey, Stephen A. Smith. How are you, pal? Stephen A. That's so offensive. That's so offensive. Uh, I fucking hate that guy. That's what you fucking sound like. Um, (laughs) I I will fucking resign immediately. It's awful. I fucking hate that guy. Well, I guess good. Good intro, I guess. Sure. Uh, Welcome back. This is the Emerging Nine Golf Podcast. Jay Bird's here. McLean's here. I'm here. And McLean's excited. I am not excited one bit. Um, <laughs> I I, I got to be honest with the I got to be honest with the crowd. I was aggressively pissed off driving through Florida's friendliest hometown today, and I'm cutting off golf carts left and right because I am pissed because I listened to you cutting Jay Bird and I off nonstop last week during the podcast. You refuse to just acknowledge anything. Like you're, you're just, you're so fucking blindsided. Like it doesn't matter if there's anything good or not. You're just, you're, you're, you just have blinders on, and you're so anti-live that you refuse to see anything good about it. You're, you don't even acknowledge the 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 sport, the competition, anything. You are so anti that you're not able to cover accurately, and that that's an issue. And if live golf here's this podcast prior We're, our media passes are getting fucking chucked. Greg's not going to let us in. I don't care. That's your problem. Not mine, buddy. We don't have media credentials to anywhere. This is our I, exactly best opportunity. And you're just like, Meh. yeah, I really don't care one bit. Um, See, this is what I'm talking get, about though, Mike. You have to open up your live. horizons. You have no, to open I, your horizons. I have, I've thought about, Oh, yeah. You have it. We're here. Let's go, baby. So I was I was getting ready. My initial plan this this week was actually to issue an apology to the listeners for my vulgar uh, comments last week. A lot of cussing from me. I was fired up. I was also going to apologize for the listeners for us having the same exact argument for the 12th time. Maybe it is understatement on this podcast because they're probably sick of us having the same argument every week. So that's what I was planning on doing today and trying to not get into all this bullshit again and again and again. But I guess you have other plans tonight. My, so. look, look, I don't want to go down the whole fucking railroad because we pretty much nailed it last week. I mean, that horse is so dead. But you want to beat it again, though. No, 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 no. That's, that's not exactly it. what you want to do. No, what I want, what I want. Is for you to open up your horizon slightly and just and just acknowledge what is actually happening because you're so anti-live no, that you we're not able to actually to cover you it. Feel. You're, you're cutting me off I again. You're, cut, you're you. cutting me off again. You're doing this again. All right, go, go. The floor is yours. I'll, I'll, I'll come back in a half hour. Go ahead. All, <laughs> all I'm saying is that you've gotten so anti-live, you're not able to view it objectively. You've gotten so anti-live that you're not able to actually look at it and find anything quality about it. I got so frustrated 
hearing the podcast today. And I, I wanted to call you in while listening and have another argument while driving. Like I was so mad because you didn't let Jay or I get our points across. Well, go right ahead then go. No, we're not going back down that road. All I want, all I'm asking is for you, you to just be a, as a member, as a member of the media, be a little bit more objective. Be a members little, of the, be are members to, of the media. Be able to look at it and understand that at, where we are, we have a obligation to cover this objectively, a duty to the public, the golfing public to cover this objectively, just the same way ESPN is now covering it. It's on the bottom line, same way DraftKings now covering it. We have multiple drafting events. What are we picking this week? By the way, are we doing both? Are we doing one? We're doing the other. Are we boycotting one? Are we doing both picks? Cause I'm, I'm in, let's just, let's do, we're doing live we're doing pj tour i mean i don't know where are they the barracuda this week i mean what is it um it's gonna be great but regardless i just want you to be a little bit more open-minded mike that's all i want because you're you you attack us so aggressively on this live deal that i don't think you're actually able to find the greater good all right so my wife's standing right next to me She's trying to is say she? hi. Yes. And hey, say, Lindy. Hi. Give, me, give me a kiss. Good night. But she just knows she walked into the fucking fire. Um, hey, honey, how are you? All right. So wife's gone. Continue. McLean, what else did you want to say? I don't want to interrupt you. So I want to give you all the time that you want. That Mike, I got to be honest with you. You've evolved and that's impressive. In a seven day in a seven day stretch, this is a new you. I think everyone benefits from this. This is awesome. All I all I want is for you to take a step back and look at things a little bit more, a little bit different. Just just nope, nope. Go ahead. I saw the hand signals. It's now your turn. I'll I'll step back. I'm sorry. I'll step back. Go ahead. Hit me back. You. So you say I don't look at it objectively and you want me to look at it. What was it you just said in a different way? I just want you to be more open. If I'm just being but, honest, but I want you to be if, a little bit more what open. What if I it. am being open, but I just disagree with you? That I, don't, is, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. And I think Jay would agree with that. And we've had our conversations. If you go back and listen to last week's episode, it would be very hard to feel like that you are open at all to it because that, that's fine. Because are, I'm so I'm vehemently against it. That's, that's, I understand you're, you're that. I understand I come off that way, but, and, and I get that. And that is your right. And I'm not, I'm not against you for that. All I'm saying is that if we're going to be a member of the media and host this incredible podcast, the way we do top 20, by the way, that you, you open your eyes up a little bit. And allow yourself to have a little bit different viewpoint on but such a such my, a massive you, you interrupter. Want, you in the want market. me to have a different viewpoint because it doesn't agree with you. What if no, my no. viewpoint no, is no. just different? No, than no, no. Incorrect. Incorrect. That's not what I'm asking. I don't want you to align with me. I don't want you to align with me. That that's incorrect. That would be sports washing, if you will. Not what I want. I just want you to open up a little bit because you're so against it. I don't think you, you, I don't think that you give it a chance at all. And, and that's all I'm saying is that I just, I want you to give it a little bit of a chance. I, I have, I've watched every event they've had. Jay, is your microphone on? Yeah. My microphone's on. All right. Look, looking for any input here, bud. <laughs> 
I know. I, I real help. Real help. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Mike a chance to respond because I and he we, deserves we, that. I'm not trying to take kinda, that away. We from went me. at it last week, and I kind of initially had the, the kind of the same response, but I, I want I want him to be able to. I mean, I, I get it. It's like I I know how it is. You take a stance on something, you're like. I, it's like if you if you say hey that's actually not a bad idea that was kind of cool I actually like seeing that and I'm not saying the whole thing the whole idea um, but I, I think I think that you have you have you did with the was it two pods ago you I think you did acknowledge that that the fact that there is some other competition out there is has created some change with the PGA Tour so that part of what if if you can acknowledge what you have that the the live tour you may not like the product that they're putting out right now but just the sheer fact that there is another product has produced some type of change for the PGA tour which i think we all agree is a good thing um i mean well the one thing jay and and i'll go back to this i'm not trying to re re into everything in the last episode but the one thing that when i was driving that i'm listening to our episode and it just kind of you know grinded my gears the live golf tour and what it is right now how many events are we in now we have five events is that correct i think this will be the four, fifth four. this will be this the will fifth. be the fifth this will be the fifth okay mm-hmm. it seems like mikey your expectation is for this to be as good as the pga tour and that's what you're judging it against currently is to say that this event is not as good as what the PGA tour has currently. Well, the PGA tour has been around for what 80 years, some somewhere in that neighborhood. And they, they are very, very well established. They have their business plan. They have their players. They have their payout. They have their sponsors incredibly well established. And the thing that fucked with me a little bit is the fact that you expected the live tour to be a direct, Oh, okay. So go ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish. It, it felt like I apologize, Mike. It felt like you were expecting Live Tour to to be at its premium product and that it's its absolute pinnacle for four tournaments in. And I think ultimately, and the point that I think Jay and I were trying to make last week was that this is not the end. We don't know what the, the Live Tour is going to produce two years from now. We don't know what that field is going to look like. We don't know what the strength of field is going to look like. We don't know whether or not they're, they're, they're worthy of their world ranking points. Um, and I get that. I'm not saying you're wrong from where they are sitting today, but I don't look at this event as being, or this next event or the last four events as being their best product that they can bring to the table. I think ultimately their product is going to improve and I'm looking at it as as a, a couple years out or, or, or a couple tournaments out and say, well, let, let's see if these guys keep going. There's a good chance that they get even better field. Um, there's a good chance that the live tour can respond, because at this point, you know, the PGA, the live tours. uh product program tournament structure however you want to look at is exactly what they've said it was and they haven't really faltered on it but they have not responded yet you know the pga tour has had to respond because of the live tour coming in but the live tour also has the ability 
to go back then and say, oh man, the PGA Tour has made these changes. Well, we want to make ours a little bit more attractive. So we might dump more money or something else into it. I don't know what that looks like yet, but there's certainly opportunity for that. And all I'm asking is that let's not look at what the live tour is today, but let's look at what the potential could be and then compare that product to the PGA tour. Because today I think it's ignorant for any of us to say that this is the best product the live tour will ever produce because they can, they, they certainly have the ability to infuse more money into this. They certainly have the ability to generate more players, more participation. They have a pretty good product right now. I mean, if you look at the field, I mean, for what they've done over four events, for someone to come in and gain the participation from the top players that they have, it's truly impressive. I mean, there, there's nowhere, there's nowhere else in major sports that any competitor has come in and taken top talent away at all. The XFL had college players that didn't make it. That's the a lot of uh, the a lot of other subsidiary tours were not able to get because they didn't have the money, the backing to infuse into it. Without question, Mike, you're one hundred percent right. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you for a second because they've been bought. There's never been another competitor in any Correct. other sport that has the money that they do. I'll Correct. use Brooks. I'll use Brooks Kepka's words. He Correct. said months. He said months ago. People will sell out and they have sold out. So that's how they've gotten the higher end talent 100%. compared to other startups. Sure. Sure. And I don't, I don't really know if that even makes a difference. I think in the grand scheme of things, it's, you're just comparing the, the, the product doesn't matter how they got out there. And in a sense, they've all been bought one way or the other, you know, you're, you're bought by the, the history of the PGA tour and the promise of sponsorship and the promise of, uh, the money that you could make, but there really was no other tour to really compete with them again, you know, kind of what we, what we've all kind of agreed upon. So, you know, you, you can call it sell out, you can call it bought, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the fact of the matter is there's another, there's another place to p- play that's competing with the PGA tour. So well, that that's where my whole issue came from is that Mike, it felt like, and, you know, you're one of my closest friends. I love you to death. There's nothing attacking you, but it certainly felt like you were judging the live tour off of what you felt like their final product was going to look like and comparing it to the PJ tour. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm right. Mike, that was my perception and listening is that, that that's how it felt. And that was the point I think Jay and I were trying to make is that we don't know how good the live tour is going to be yet. We really don't. They're four events in. And if you were four events in on the PGA tour, I, I guarantee their product wasn't their premium product that they're able to deliver today because they have all this experience and all this backing and all this stuff they can look back on to create a premium product. The live tours, four events in going into their five event this week and ultimately, or the fifth event this week. And I, I feel like, we need to look at it more as what could this possibly become? Because it's not, it's already a disruptor. We've already noticed that it is beyond that. At this point, it is very much a disruptor to the golf community, the golf industry, professional golf, the whole nine yards. So that's where I look at it and say, okay, what could this be? Are they going to keep signing? They signed another, they signed up. Oh, Jay's gone. Um, they signed was it James Piot out of Arizona state today. No, Who, Poosh. David Poosh. David Poosh, sorry. 
one of the top amateurs. He has obviously all the opportunities in the world to have a major sponsor jump on board and support his journey to the PGA tour. That's the way it's been done forever. He is in that limelight. He's that guy. He chose to take guaranteed money and jump over to the live tour and forgo his senior season. There's a lot there that I don't think a lot of people realize the fact that young talent is all of a sudden looking at, wait a second. I, I got a, I got a chance at making it, but I've seen a lot of guys not do it, but a chance of going over here and I got guaranteed money to go play. And regardless of which, it disrupts the current path of, of tour players. And that's something that goes beyond just buying your initial players. That's something that I think really changes the landscape to a certain extent to give guys an opportunity to go progress the way a lot of other professional sports do. You know, you get out of college, you have an opportunity, you leave early to take guaranteed money because you had a hot season. It, it, it differs the landscape. And I don't know exactly what that looks like. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to say that I'm an I'm absolute expert on that, that progression, but I feel like I've got a lot of experience in it. And I know a lot of friends that have gone through it and this is opening up a new window for players. And I feel like that's a massive, a massive disruptor to professional golf and your, your, your progression from college amateur to the pros, what that's going to look like in five, 10 years. We don't know. We don't know if this thing's still going to be around, but it's still something I think is noteworthy. And Mike, I also want to say, I appreciate you letting me get that whole point out. That was nice. I mean, that it, looked was difficult. A, it looked difficult, but I appreciate it. Was a that. soliloquy. I mean, that was a monologue. An epilogue. I can't spell soliloquy. Um, <laughs> I should have been, I should have been writing down notes of all your points. Cause I got so much to, come back on available I'll, I'll start with i'll start with what you just kind of ended with as far as taking young talent and me commenting on the product now as compared to potentially three years down the line i i agree that the product will change 100 i know the product will change my argument was if we're going to talk about la- last week we we're trying to talk about live boston i was trying to talk about the actual event live Boston. Like I said, we do a weekly podcast. So I was trying to talk in current times of what's going on with live golf. I I can, I can say it's bad right now. Yeah. It might change in the future, but right now I don't think it's that great. But then the larger point becomes, which I've had from the get-go, the reason I do not like live is if it does get better and they do get more talent, well, now we're fracturing the world of professional golf. That has been my point from the get-go. This goes back months before Liv was even, we thought was going to happen. I had said, I don't like it because we're now pulling away the best players in the world. They're on two different tours, not competing against each other. Like I've said all along, I, I I feel bad for the listener because they're going to hear me say all the same things I've already said multiple times, but that's how I'm going to defend my point, is we are getting oversaturated golf. We have more mediocre golf because they are not on the same tour competing against each other. So, it, I, yeah, I, I agree that live. let me talk. I let you talk for 30 minutes. So, I agree that... 
live will get better. But that's the problem. That is the problem. We have more golf, not less golf. We don't have the same guys playing together. They're now separated and definitely separated because they're on this, on different tours. I understand they weren't doing that enough on the PGA Tour. And I've never once said the PGA Tour is perfect. I've asked for change on the PGA Tour. I just support the PGA Tour over live. It's not an absolute. It's not everything live does is evil and everything the PGA Tour does is gold. There can be different things happening at the same time, good and bad on both sides. I just choose my loyalty to the PGA Tour. Okay? So, again, from the grand scheme of this, I just don't like what's happening to the world of professional golf. I would rather... Sorry, I'm I'm not trying to cut you off there, but I think this is kind of what we talked about last week. I think it's it's just there's different. You're we're looking at a different in, in a different time zone, so to speak. You're looking at the world of golf like today, like literally today. Um, and while it's pulling players away from the PGA Tour, you know, like, like you said, you feel uh, the product is not as good because the guys aren't playing together. And I and I I would I would agree with that. I mean, when you don't have all the guys, same guys playing, then, then you are uh, lessening the product, but. I'm, I'm, I've always looked more in the future because of what this, the, the, I guess how stale the PJ tour has been for so long. I'm excited about what could be a, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, um, in terms of, uh, how this all comes back together in full circle. So there's obviously some fracture there in the beginning to try to, to, for the greater good, um, and, and trying to create that change that, which we've seen, uh, the PGA tour make and, and having this 16 or 17, um, you know, fee or these, uh, these events that this limited series um, to try to, to pull more of these guys into the same events. And I think, again, that's step one of, of the change that uh, is, is better for golf in the grand scheme of things. Now today, like, and I think, and I think uh, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think you're more focused on like right now, me as a fan, no, even golf, in the future, and if you, even in the future, you think it's going to be so that's so that's that's different. So now we really do have a conversation because I disagree wholeheartedly about 100 where it will, where it will take the golf in the future. And like today, maybe in the next the foreseeable future, because we're pulling people away. But in the end, somebody's going to win. Um, there's going to be one place to play because that that's what that's the way it's always been. You're not going to have two competing tours or two competing leagues with the same amount of players. Again, we've used the, the same analogy with the NBA, ABA, NFL, AFL. Uh, we've, we've done that before. Uh, and, and, and one league wins out. I don't know if it's the yes. PGA Tour. I don't know if it's a live tour, but one tour is going to win out, and they're going to be the, the alpha tour. Uh, I don't know who that's going to be. I would, I would imagine, you give my honest opinion, I would imagine that the PGA Tour finds a way to figure it out, and, and they really they double down on the history of the tour, uh, the tournaments that they can play in, uh, and we, you guys have used the word legacy. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I know that it still resonates with people. Um, and some people really love that. So, you know, I think I do personally think that at some point the PJ tour or some version of the PJ tour is going to win out just because they've, they've done it for so long and they've got the structure already in place and they just need to make a few adjustments to try to compete. And it may not just be money. I mean, money has been a big part of it, but. I do well, think I, I, Jay, I, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think that eventually there is a merger 
of some sorts. It may not be a happy merger. Someone's going to overpay for something and we don't know which side it's going to end up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do agree that I think professional golf does all end up back on one tour at some point. But at the end of the day, I look at it and I see the opportunity in front of us and it's, it's way in front of us. We, we just don't know what this thing's going to look like. It is more intriguing than any competitor we've ever seen in major sport. It, there's never been another brand come in and disrupt major sports the way the Lib Golf has done so far. And we would be, I don't want to say ignorant, but we, if we're judging the product that they have now versus what the PGA Tour has currently, it's just not a fair fight. The PJ Tour is way more well established. They have way more in there, and, I, and Mikey's over here losing his brain. I love it. Um, they, it's not a fair fight. Live is four events in with their fifth coming this week. Uh, yeah, I know you've said that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, but yet you want to judge the product up against a. a okay, then let's let's discuss it in three years, like I fucking said last week. Then let, let's. We don't just, need to discuss it in three years. We then, just need to have a. So I can't. I cannot comment. Mind. I cannot comment next week after Live Chicago. I cannot comment on it because it's still a new product. No, that's that not what, what we're me? saying. That's not what we're saying. Not at all. No, sir. Okay, then what are you fucking saying? That you need to judge it differently. You need to judge it as an infancy brand, as something that is just getting its feet wet, as something that is not even is. If this was a mini tour, it wouldn't even be considered legit let yet because they've only hosted four fucking events. But this is a major tour offering Which massive my argument against world golf ranking points. But go ahead. World golf ranking points. And to if we want to touch on that, you know, you said last week, what was it James P. didn't deserve world golf ranking points? I think was the statement. Was that correct? Mm-hmm. If James P. beats Dustin Johnson and beats Louis Eustazen, Cameron Smith, anyone else who are some of the tour's top players, he deserves world golf ranking points. If he goes out there and shoots 80, 80, 80, 80, he doesn't deserve world golf ranking points. I don't disagree with that fact just because he's in the event. But if he goes out there and he beats top talent, that is in, if they're in any event, they're judged as some of the top players in the world. Doesn't matter what the fucking event is. He deserves world ranking points for beating that top talent. If James Piot wins next week's event over Dustin Johnson, Joaquin Neiman, Cam Smith, and a litany of other top players, then he deserves world ranking points for that defeat because if those three guys are playing in any other event, they're generating world ranking points. And Sepp Straka has the ability to generate world ranking points by beating them. James Piot deserves that same fucking right. I'm, I'm kind of like exhausted with this whole argument and I feel bad for the listener. They're just hearing us argue the same exact points that we've argued for months in all honesty. I know we're um, growing and we keep doing this shit. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's fucking exhausting. Like I, we're not going to agree. The three of us aren't going to agree. I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. So, but here here, I'm open, but here's the thing. I'm open. I'm I'm open too, but I just want to agree with you. So you say I'm not open. I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, fine. You got, I'll let you guys have the whole thing. You know what? Let's go. Let's go into the 40 net. Let's go into the 40 net. No, you got a great event this week. Great event. I'm just this talking. Week at the 49th. No, all I'm saying is Let's we're saying the it. same exact thing we've always said. There's no new points to argue. But there are there any new points to argue that we have not fucking said in the last three months? 
If there is, I'll, I'll happy to discuss those. But we're just going around in circles. We're all three hard-headed, stubborn guys. <laughs> um, I won't. I mean, I do. We don't have to go over it now. But uh, the the question that I had was, you you didn't feel like this was a good thing for the future and and how it could be good for golf. So I I haven't really heard that side of your point of view. So I was curious as to why you didn't think this would be good for the long term. If if live exists, I and it just kind of goes side by side sure. in a parallel world with with golf. None of us know what the future holds. None of us know. Sure. So you may disagree with my take, but none of us know what the future holds. If no. live stays on a parallel course with the PGA Tour, it's not good for golf. You say you see it coming together and merging at some point. It may. It may not. If it doesn't, it's really sure. bad for golf. If the current players, Jay Monahan, Greg Norman, are still in play, yeah, it's not happening. Not happening. There's no chance of a merger yeah. there. The and, only and, and, chance of a merger of some sort and everyone coming back together and singing Kumbaya by a fireplace is if Jay Monahan's out and Greg Norman's out and yeah. two other people lead the PGA Tour and the Live Golf, then there's a chance. Which which could be a, a, a I think Monahan's out. Yeah. I think Monahan's out. I think ultimately the Greg Norman thing, he wants to take over the PGA tour. So if we get someone that takes over Jay Monahan's position that is open to evolve, then I think I think you might see it. I don't disagree with you. The fact that if, if Monahan and Norman are in charge, they're never gonna come together. That, that's not a thing. It won't yeah. happen. But I also think that Monahan needs to be bounced i think this has put him in a terrible limelight i think he has he has without question handled this inappropriately and incorrectly uh it's been a series of knee-jerk reactions publicized in a format that i don't think grows the brand for either party and at the end of the day i think we will we will end up finding one of these parties are going to buy out the other because there um, will end up being one premier tour. And the unfortunate part is that the Saudis are, if they, if they continue to be interested in professional golf, which is my big doubt is that eventually they just don't give a shit and yeah. they, don't, they don't need this. Like I, I, I don't disagree with that at all, and but so, if they do, they could buy out the PGA tour tomorrow. Of course and it, they could. it wouldn't even, they wouldn't even notice the difference. And that becomes the other question. And so I want to, I, I did hear a rumor. Uh, I read an article somewhere that the rumor is Norman's done at the end of the year that they're going to, they, they wanted him to be the disruptor to cause the chaos. And then they're going to get someone a little bit more level-headed in there to try to actually run the organization is a rumor that's floating around in the golf. Which could be, which could be a good thing. You know, um, so, so I, I, I totally agree with, with your point about, you know, if, if the two tours split and we see this parallel universe of, of professional golf, um, then, then certainly there's a, and that uh, there's a fractured, you know, uh, system. Um, and, and I, I don't disagree with you because there's a, there's a chance that that could happen and it could happen for five, 10 years. Um, and we could just kind of run alongside each other. Um, but you, I think you do acknowledge, I mean, that the fact that there was change that was needed and, and if it, if it sparks this, this great tour that when they come together, then great. If it doesn't, then that's the risk that we take because it, it was, it had gotten very, very stale, I think. And majority of people's eyes now, not everyone's going to come out and admit it, but for us, for a small, you know, 
I guess a small group of people, they were really comfortable with that, the way that the setup was, and it was the same every time. But I think there's a large majority of people who were not as happy with it, uh, the product that they were. Yeah, and I, so that, I, admitted, I mean, it, it, it could, I'm just saying it could it be could, a good thing. It could, but it be could not, thing. but it could sure. be a bad thing too. No, hundred percent. And I'm, I don't think anybody has, has disputed that. I think, but I think it's like I said earlier, I think it's the risks that needed the risk that needed to be taken. Um, to try to create a better product in the end. Um, and like I said, I, I admitted last week that the presence of live golf has made positive change on the PGA tour change yeah. that I have asked for. And I think there's still more that the PGA tour can do to improve the product. And I think part sure. of that is, I'm not sure if I said it on this or not. I think we talked about it maybe off air off the show. Um, I don't know how much the PGA Tour factors into the TV product and how much they can control NBC and CBS on what they put on the air and what they can't. I think the TV product needs to be improved with the PGA Tour. So I, I understand that the I, I yes, the presence of Live Golf has made the PGA Tour better, but that does not mean I have to like or support no. Live Golf, no. and that does not mean I'm going to give them a pass on all their stupid bullshit. And there's a lot of it in my eyes. So again, I, I right, I understand that they're a start. You know, it's tough to call a startup that has four hundred billion dollars in the bank, but it's a startup. And so, yeah, I just don't like what it's doing right now to the world of golf. I don't know what the future holds. It doesn't look good right now. Could it? Maybe yes, but then no one can tell me what the product, the byproduct, will be at the end either. So. I, it, better, I think, it better be really fucking good in five years. If there's some sort of merger, it better be really fucking good because the next five will suck in the meantime. Sure. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think kind of what McLean was hinting at or trying the point he was trying to get across is that it can't, everything that they're doing can't be bad. Like they, they are doing some things that are unique and different that are, that are cool. You may not like a hundred percent of what they're doing, but you can't dislike 100% of it either. I don't dislike 100% yeah. of what they're doing. And I've never said that from and, the get-go. And I, I, when I, and I know that that's true, but I think he, McLean is just probably looking for a, a concession here or there that says, you know what, that was pretty cool. The Live Tour did this. I like that. I still hate him, but this was pretty cool. And I think that, I mean, am I right, McLean? I think that's kind of what you were getting at. Like, just to have some, you want, I, you want to I be able just, to say, hey, that was a good, that, that, that thing that they did was pretty cool. I still, you know, I still call it the douchebag tour, but I think that, that was I'm good with cool. that. So here, here's, here's what and I think I'm good is with cool. that. Here's what I think is cool about, about the Live Golf Tour. I said last week, the best part is they show a lot of golf. Yeah. They show yeah. a lot of golf. I will give them that some of the stats they put up on the screen on that side leaderboard and down below are interesting. I do think they need to explain some of that a little bit more versus just yeah. flash it on the, on the TV screen yeah. or yeah. sorry, on the computer screen. <laughs> I do like that. That was, that was good. That was good. It took, I don't know why I wasn't paying attention. It took me like, oh, I, I called it. That. I called it. I called it. <laughs> I was just, uh, I was dazing off. I was sometimes it's hard, sometimes hard to read on my, but on my I don't on think, my, I don't think it's accurate to judge the viewership based off of something that's broadcast on worldwide TVs versus YouTube. I, I still go back and I, I, I listened to the podcast. I wasn't able to make this quick point that the average male golfer is still a 54. Or I'm sorry. The average golfer is still a 54 year old male. And most of them don't know how to stream shit. And I'm not saying that as a negative to 
guys of that age. I, I know our listeners out there fall it's into that less, category. Less people that are going to try. It, to it, it, the, it, it's it's just a it's a statement of reality, and that a lot of guys, especially. I mean, look, I, I was at the villages today. Um, those people are crazy about it. Most of them can't spell YouTube. What's the um, they love golf at the villages right now? I'm not even. I'm not even going down that. I'm not even going down that road. <laughs> Um, I did. I did have a 42 year old come up to get fit today. He's like, I'm gonna be able to play in tournaments in three years, but I'm on the Golf Channel AM tour and I, I hammer some skins games. <laughs> I, I I'll leave that right there. I won't go. I won't go further into that fit. But long story so, short, let me. What, what I'll go back to, but we'll hang on, Mike, and I will. I apologize. I'm not trying to keep you from finishing your point, but the only thing that I will say is that when we can't judge the viewership based off of the numbers that stream a YouTube service versus something that is publicized on TVs fucking everywhere across the globe. I, I, I just think that's an unfair, um, an unfair assessment currently with where they sit for four tournaments in that. That's fine. I'll give you that point. I'll concede that point to you. Okay. All right, let's move on. Then now I'm feeling good. Let's go ahead. Let's say, Hey, so we got the 40 net coming up. Let's look at that power rankings list. Fucking solid. I think, we got some big guys here. Nick Hardy, Austin Eckrote, um, Brandon Wu, Kevin Streelman, Justin Suh. You want me to go? You want me to go down the field Andrew. for the the Live Chicago? We can. I, you got me off track. I was making a point, and then you <laughs> you interrupted me. You interrupted me, so you can quit the uh, crying about interrupting. Um, oh, it just feels good. This is fucking exhausting. All right. Well, what? what what do what do we got here? Well, I mean, let's 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 dig in. Lowry wins the BMW. No, let's finish let's finish this live discussion. Let's finish this live discussion, and then we can talk about other golf. I guess uh, we don't do that anymore on this podcast. We don't have to talk about golf anymore. But <laughs> is that we're gaining? Is was, that why we're gaining a following? I was trying to give you a list of things that I like about live golf, and I forget where I was because you derailed me again. Well, I know. I mean, I know that I know that that they're in there, and I and I, you've said some in the past. I think. I, I, so here we go. Here yeah. we go. I do. I do like that they're trying to reach a younger, I'll call it more hip audience. I feel like some of it has does come off a little contrived and corny, cheesy, uh, yeah, cheesy. Like, sorry, Greg Norman, I don't need to see you jump out out of a plane to think live golf is cool. Like. <laughs> Maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't know. There are a well, lot that's of, pretty cool. There are a lot of dumb people in, but yeah, I, I get, I guess I'm of one of those dumb people that thought that was cool. Jump, <laughs> jumping out of a plane is, is cool. We actually had a paratrooper come down to the, on the 18th ferry with the foundry on Monday for a fantastic event to raise money for veterans. The, the act of it is cool, but does, is that really going to sway someone to say, Oh man. Yeah you know what? I'm going to start watching this because the commissioner came down like, no, like that's just like trying to hold on, Mike. Hold on. But why did you guys do it? What do you mean? Why did we do it? Why did you feel like that was a good add on to your event? I, I wasn't involved in, and I didn't pay for it. I was not involved in the decision to do it. Right. The, orga- the organization that we had did it because we're supporting veterans. An awesome, an awesome purpose. Okay. And a guy flew down with the American flag. So, that but was it was cool. it, it was cool, right? It was cool. I, I, I said it was cool. I just yeah. said I just said coming out of an airplane was cool. Do you not fucking listen to me? I just said it. It just came out of my mouth 30 seconds before. 
Like, but but if Greg Norman does it, it's not, it's not cool. No, but no, cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. It doesn't enhance the event. It doesn't enhance the event one bit. Like if that is going to get people, then maybe it's the wrong audience. And I'm probably the wrong audience for live. I think it's more of a casual, hey, I want to listen yeah. to music and drink. I'm not a diehard golf fan. And that's fine. If that's your thing, lean into it. Great. It's yeah. not for me. It's not for me. There's a lot of TV shows out there that aren't for me. If that's your thing, I don't like sci-fi. If you like sci-fi. Great. I'm, you don't like I, don't, I don't like Game of Thrones. The weird fake shit Does, doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> like, I understand. Do you, like to, do you like to listen to music and drink when you play golf? I do. I'll leave that right there. No, but that. No, um, no. OK, that's that's different. There's you. Can, Why? Why you is can that carve, different? You, you Why is that from- different? It's a more intense. It's a more entertaining it's a more entertaining process for you to listen to music and drink when you play golf. Like we all do every one of us on this fucking podcast too. But the fact that they're doing it in professional ranks, you're just like, it, it's that's not more fun. That's not better. No, but, but the only reason that no, they're, they're doing not, it, the players aren't doing it. It's the fans. We're talking about two different people, two different groups of people. So the music plays while they play, oh, right? It does. Oh, I didn't know that, but oh, they don't, thanks, but they, they don't drink. Sure. It's professional sports are not drinking, but it is, it's, it is involving an evolved aspect of the sport to the game. We listen to music when we play us three. I've played golf. All of us three together. We have a yeah, great yeah. time. We I listen to music. We drink. And we have a good what time. I already know. I appreciate that. This, this is the shit I'm talking about though. This is you're, you're refusing. You're refusing to see it from the other side though. No, buddy. I'm not. I just told you if that's your thing. Great. You just don't fucking it's your like fucking that. Thing. I don't agree with you. You don't it's fucking, your fucking like that. I don't agree with you. It's I just not that. Said if that's your thing, great. It's not mine. It I is your fucking thing. thing. You drink and listen to music when you play golf. I'm getting ready to walk off this show. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. Because I don't agree with you doesn't mean I can't see it. It's not my thing. Live golf is not my thing. I'm sorry if it doesn't fucking agree with you. So we got the 40 net coming up. Go ahead. You run. You run the show the rest of the day. Go ahead. Hang on. Let me get to Mike's agenda. Do you actually yeah. ever read my agenda? I don't think you do. Yeah, I do. Okay. I absolutely do. I, right here. <laughs> I do. It's good. It's always good. He does a great job organizing this shit. If we want to get in there, all right, guys. So we had Lowry win the BMW this week over Rory and Rom. A great event over there. You know. Rom and Rory are playing incredible golf right this second. We had uh, Lowry, who came in, won a big event there at Wentworth. What an incredible facility that is. Just just a great spot. The premier event was overshadowed a little bit with some live golf participants and some guys that have an issue with it. Still baffles me to a certain extent why these guys have such an issue with other guys making money playing golf when they're doing the exact same thing. Um, but that that's where we are. Jay, Jay, what did you think about Shane Lowry um, this week at the BMW PGA? I was more concerned with uh, watching Billy Horschel and Ian Poulter kind of. I wish I was a fly on the wall. I wanted to hear. I know they've kind of said what they were talking about, but I wish I really would have heard. Those are two animated people, which is kind of funny. Well, Billy, you're, you're- Horschel, Billy Horschel is pretty opinionated and animated. And, and Ian Poulter is one of those guys who's like, I don't give a shit. I'll do and say whatever I want. So I. That would be I agree. standing on the putting green. I would have probably Buddy. inched up like close to them and hit a couple of four footers right by their feet just to listen. Like, what are you guys talking about over here? What are you guys are, are you going to fight? Dude, I, I totally agree. And I think they came out and they did handle it correctly. They are correct. They're, they're two very animated individuals and passionate individuals. And I think they both have a stance on this, much like Mike and myself do. And we caught them over a, a 
four footer for lack of a better description. They're, they're sitting there on the putting green and they got into it a little bit. And I don't know that they necessarily got into it. They had a heated discussion and both of them ended up commenting is that, Hey, we're both animated guys. We're not the, yes, we have a little bit of an issue with a certain stance that both of us are taking, but it got blown a little bit out of a, out of proportion that these guys were not about to come to blows. These guys were not about to do anything um, that, that took it beyond having a, a heated conversation. But if you have Ian Poulter and Billy Horschel, I don't know that any conversation is not a heated conversation. Um, it got covered pretty intently by all golf media outlets. But at the end of the day, I think these guys were able to walk away and both go out there and compete and take some respect from each other away from the conversation. Mike, do you have anything you want to add on that? No, I'm good. Thanks. All right, cool. Uh, Jay? <laughs> I, uh, like I said earlier, I don't, we could have, they could have been talking about dinner that night. Billy Horschel, Billy Horschel that's the way he is. Sure. Like yeah. a lot of hand sure. motion, a lot of pointing and leaning in. Like he could have been like, oh, you're going to order that tonight for dinner? That's ridiculous. Why would you ever do that? Um, so I don't know. Like you said, I don't, I think it was probably maybe one or two comments here or there. And they, you know, like I said, it was a lot a lot of gesturing and moving and re repositioning. So I don't, I, I don't think it was that big of a deal, um, but it was, it would have been cool to kind of listen to it and see what the hell they were talking about. No, I, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Um, how about Shane Lowry winning the BMW? I mean, that's a, it's a big win for a guy like him. It, Shane's been a great player for a long time, finds himself involved in a lot of major championships. And this is, this is kind of a pseudo major for the DP World Tour. I mean, the BMW PGA Championship is a massive event at Wentworth, their pinnacle community um, inside of uh, the European Tour headquarters, right there being inside the castle at Wentworth. I've been very fortunate enough to play that golf course. I got very lucky um, a long time ago to be able to do sweep it with one of the assistant professionals, got to walk it, and it is such a cool, unique facility. Um, I'll never forget walking inside the Wentworth clubhouse one day. I was caddying for my pops in an event over there playing on the Edinburgh course. I'm telling you, the door had not closed behind me. I am walking in and someone from a hundred yards away down a hall yells at me, take off your hat. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. I apologize. But they are, they are firm in tradition there at Wentworth yeah. is a very, very cool facility. They have an, an unbelievable spot there. Sam Torrance is the first house in on the left when you come through the gate. I mean, oh, it, really? Ernie yells. So, so we, on the 17th, uh, the par five, you know, they have a back-to-back par five finishing holes. The 17th, there's a, there's a cart path that comes across the 17th fairway. That's actually Ernie Els's driveway. He lives on the other side. Um, and Ernie is such a great guy. He, he does a lot of stuff with those guys out there. And I, I heard, I got to hear a couple of cool stories while I was there, but it's funny to know that, you know, when, when you see guys crossing that 17th hole and there's that little path that runs across, that's Ernie Els's driveway going over to his house over there. It, it's just a really cool facility with a ton of history and a ton of great players that, that swarm that facility at all times. Mike, you got any, Mike, you got anything? Does, oh, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> does, uh, Jay, Jay what, what are your thoughts? Does Ernie Els walk as slow as he swings? Mike has abandoned the podcast. He has took, took the headphones off. He's walked downstairs. He's going, he's obviously going down and to cuss me to Lindy, but that's all right. You know, that, that's where we are currently these days. Um, I'm sending Lindy a couple of uh, live t-shirts. I think Justin, her size, a hat, 
some pom poms, the whole nine yards. Uh, I may get her something signed by Greg Norman. We don't we don't know where this dude is going to end, but I can tell you where it's starting. <laughs> it started. It is started. Oh. oh, long story short. All right, so looking down the list, let's keep it rolling. We had some live guys play well over there at the BMW. Uh, let's get back to that leaderboard because I think we had some guys remain competitive. You know, that's one of the um, things I think a lot of guys are, are looking at to say, why are these guys going to keep practicing with all that guaranteed money? Why are they going to keep doing what they're doing? Yeah. And we're seeing some guys continuously uh, play well and do it on a worldwide format. You know, while it might not be necessarily a live event, a live event that they play well in, it might not be a PGA tour event that they play well in. They're playing on a worldwide stage. They're playing against the best players in the world and they're still remaining competitive. So we have a lot to say uh, of whether or not these guys are going to remain competitive with their, with their guaranteeing contracts. And I know we touched on it last week, but I don't see any reason just like any other professional sport out there that there's not going to be a, a an aging out process. There's going to be guys that that become complacent. There's going to be guys that start taking money and ultimately not giving the same amount of practice time. I don't know that we can yeah. say that yet. We don't know what that's going to look like. But the guys that that do take the money and stop fucking playing, they're going to be they're going to be in for an early exit. They're going to get guys in there that are going to be more competitive, just like with any other major sport out there. So I'm, I'm interested no, to see where that goes. That's a good question. You know, and I don't know what the, the dynamic will be moving forward, but yeah, if, if guys really do only play those, those limited number of events, then they're not going to be as sharp. I mean, we've Without seen question. that. Without question. There's one of the few people that, that was able to do it was tiger for that longest time. Like he would play like these, this 17, 18, 19, you know, uh, a tournament uh, event schedule. And you're like, how in the hell does this guy stay so sharp playing that, that little, the, the, that those few events, you know, and I, I think most people can't do that. Um, and I, I know tigers, we all, we can't really compare him to anything that we talk about because he's the anomaly, but it would be tough for these guys if they really stick to this 17, 18 tournament schedule and they're, they're not going to be as sharp as, as some of the other guys for sure. No, without question. I, I agree with that entirely. Uh, another thing coming out of the BMW PGA that I think caught a little bit of, uh, of everyone off guard was Sergio WD and, and then showing up at the Texas football tournament or Texas football game. And I'll say this. I'm not sure why WD. I'm not going to say it was for a legitimate reason. I don't, I'm not saying he shouldn't be judged on why he did it. I don't think he should be judged for attending a football game. I don't, I don't give two shits about that. That that was pretty stupid to me. If the DP tour wants to find him, if the if the players want to give him shit for it, no problems. So, but at the same time, with someone that has the financial ability to attend a sporting event, if he wants to, and he's not playing golf in his personal time, I got no issues with that. Why he WD'd, I don't know. So the fact that he did WD, I don't know. We still don't have any reason. No reason. I haven't heard any. I've, I've no, looked, I haven't we, seen anything as to why he. WD we worked. absolutely do not. You're exactly right, Jack. I don't. You know, that's. Yeah, I mean, who knows? He could have. If if he WD for a legit reason, then people probably wouldn't have a, an opinion about him being uh, at a golf or I'm sorry, at a football event. But I think the uncertainty of as to why he WD it leads people to believe that he made up some excuse and so he could go to a football game. Well, but but even then, let's just say the guy has an injury. Right. Let's just yeah. say that he withdrew for injury, withdrew for personal reasons, whatever it sure. is. He has the financial ability sure. to fly sure, across sure. the world and show up at a sporting event if he wants to go to that. I got yeah. no issues with that. I'm not no. saying that him no. WDing was 
was a good decision or why he did it was a quality reason. All I'm saying is I don't give a shit that he attended a football game. He has the financial ability to fly wherever the fuck he wants to and attend any sporting events he wants to. And I'm not going to judge him for that. Well, no, I, and I, I, I get, I understand it completely where you're, you're saying like he has the freedom to do that and he's a person he's an individual outside of golf. And I think as a fan, you look at it like, Hey, you're a professional athlete. You get paid so people can watch you. I mean, watch you play a sport. And if you, you know, you, for whatever reason, which you haven't disclosed, want to withdraw. So I can't watch you now. And, but you can go to, you know, do these other, uh, you know, whatever fun events you want to go to, that's fine. But also know that, Hey, I mean, you get, you make this much money because people want to watch you play golf. You know, that's really, that's essentially what it stems from. And if you are not willing to be there, uh, it's, it's kind of like the old Joe DiMaggio thing. He used to say, he wanted to play every single event and he would put on a show. Like he would go out there and he's like, I'm, you know, people are like, why do you play so hard, Joe? Why do you play so hard? He's like, cause there's a kid up there in the stands that saved up his, you know, allowance money or his dad saved up his allowance money or his, you know, job, you know, whatever he's doing to, in order to bring uh, his kids out here to watch me play baseball. And if I don't show up, if I don't come out and give it everything I have, then I'm doing them a disservice. I shouldn't get paid my salary. That's and right. I, and I, I do think we've seen that a lot more. It's like there's a little bit of a lack of respect for the end user. Um, it's like, hey, you know, I'm making all this money. You know, don't bother me, media. I'm like, well, actually, we pay for you. We pay for you to do what you do. And it, it may not be directly from me, but through the sponsors, through the avenues, through the uh, the tour that sets everything up, we pay you to play so we can watch you. So yes, you do, you do owe it to me to give me a little bit, you know, in my opinion, not everything, not everything, but so, and I I wish, you know, I think it would uh, Sergio, like if he would just come out and say, Hey, I I tweaked my ankle. I couldn't play. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to go spend time with my family. I don't think anybody have a problem with that, but I think people's initial, initial, initial response was, Oh, you, you just didn't play because it was guaranteed money and you, you just wanted to go to a football game and it's like, oh, well, that's, well, that's not a good enough excuse. That's the easy response, right? Yeah. You know, that that's the easy response. That's the media taking something and making more out of it than, sure. what, than what it needs to be. And I think it, they they looked at something and saw that, hey, we might be able to create a story out of this. So we're going to latch on to it. We're going to mm-hmm. dig our heels in and make this more of what it needs to be. I just I don't I don't agree with that. I I think the guy is allowed to, yeah. to have his time. Yeah, I don't care if he WDs, he fucking dqs whatever it is yeah outside of that once that's over what you do on your time is your time yeah that, that's the way i look at it but yeah i had a lot sure. i had a lot to say about that but i think i've i've reassessed and i'm trying to come with an open back? mind come with back? an open mind so i know i love sergio. <laughs> i love sergio i think he's great i think what he did was awesome i think it's great so you guys, you guys are doing a great job thanks <laughs> mikey do you uh, want do you want my sergio garcia shirt that you gave me no, I'm, um, I'm, I want to give my take on this, but McLean's going to yell at me for being closed minded and, and because I don't agree with his take. So no, I'm not going to yell. No, 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 that's incorrect. I don't, give, give I'm not mad take. at you for not agreeing with my take. That is your right. And I understand that. All I'm saying is I want you to look at live with it more of an open mind. Fuck I Sergio have, Garcia. I have looked don't at care. it with an open mind. I just, just, I've come to a different conclusion than you have. Well, hold on, hold on, Jay. Yeah. Would you say that Mikey has been open minded? We've already went over this. Jay just agrees with you. We get it. I I fucking get it. I get it. I I don't No, I don't think so. I think, I think you've mentioned a couple things even tonight that you're just like, I mean, you just don't, you don't broadcast them because I I think you just, 
genuinely don't like the people involved. I don't think you like Greg Norman at all. So, and that's fair. And that's fair. Everyone has their hundred percent fair their opinion. And I don't think you like him. So you're not for that tour. So you're not going out of your way to, I'm not going to go show, out of my way to, support to showcase them. what they do well. And I, and I don't, I don't, that's fine. I mean, as, respect. As, I as respect a fan, that. You, you have that right. And I think all, I think all McLean was asking is that just acknowledge that it was there, which you have. And, um, you know, it is it's, what it is. It's, we, you agree to disagree, right? Yeah, exactly. I don't know why that's. I don't know why that's so hard. Um, well, moving on, guys. Scotty Scheffler was named. Whoa, whoa, PJ whoa, whoa. Fuck you. <laughs> Even my Sergio take. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna Mike, get a bourbon. Come on, give us, give us something, buddy. We're missing your take here. You boycotted for the last 20 minutes, and I get that. But we want you back. You are our fearless leader without question. We value your opinion and we want to hear your take. So, so go ahead and jump in on Sergio. All right. So my Sergio take. I would agree with you that in a vacuum, going to a football game is not a big deal. But this situation is not in a vacuum. It's way deeper than some golfer WDing and going to a football game. The optics of it look absolutely terrible. He withdrew without a reason. There was four other guys that withdrew, all gave a reason. Justin Rose withdrew, bad back. He, I think as of I read an article today, he has not given the DP World Tour a reason for his WD. Just speculating here, I would have to say he shot 76 in the first round. Then Friday was canceled because of um, the Queen's passing. Our condolences to those that listen to us in the UK. God bless the queen. And he decided, ah, fuck it. I don't want to stick around and fight this out. I'm going to miss the cut probably. Let me just go home. It's a big football game in my hometown. Let me just do that. When he comes out earlier in the week saying he was there to, you know, when they asked him why was he there being a live player, this and that. And he says, oh, I'm there to support the European tour. And no one would question him being a very loyal European tour player in his history. I wouldn't question it. However, he's only played that event, the flagship event of the European tour. You know how many times he's played that event coming into this year? Twice. So now he chooses to, yeah, I guess that was probably the wrong way of doing two in this story. Um, Now he chooses to support this event, which is the flagship event. The DP World Tour headquarters is like 200 yards away from the clubhouse. They share the same building. There you go. Share the same building. So now he chooses to play in this event, really because he was just chasing world golf ranking points. That's what he was doing. wasn't really supporting the European Tour. He takes a spot from a player who could have been in there to fight for the actual money to pay their bills. And it just comes off as it comes off as in again, you can disagree. That's your opinion. This is my opinion. It comes off as the entitled petulant child that he has been his entire career. It comes off as I'm the live golfer. I got a ton of money. I don't really want to fight that hard. Minji Lee. Sorry. That's correct. I agree. That's correct. By the way, Min Woo Lee. Sorry. Minji Lee's brother. Min Woo Lee also shot 76 in the opening round. He fought his ass off and shot a 62 
in the second round. And at one point on Sunday was like top 15, top 12. He had a tough finish. He bogeyed like three or four holes down the on the back nine and fell down the leaderboard. But you look at a guy like that and you're like, man, he fought his ass off. Yeah, he had a bad opening round. He then had to wait around a day because of the postponement. And so it just the whole thing, the whole thing together, when you factor in all the other things, it looks really bad. Who Sergio is, his personality over the years, he does not have much of the benefit of the doubt. It's not just going to the football game. I agree with that. The going to the football game is not a big thing. But the fact that he takes his spot when he's chasing world golf ranking points, not because he's supporting the European tour. He's never played in this event. And the one, one of the two times he played, he bailed after the first round. <laughs> so it, it's all of it together in a vacuum. Yeah. Going to a football game is not a big deal, but putting it all together doesn't look good. I, I don't disagree with that, Mike. Uh, I would, I would be, I'm, I'm on your side. I agree with that fact. You are 100% correct in your statistics and how often he's played there, his reasoning of why he's done it, and the fact that he hasn't given a reason behind it. I get that that's not good optics. I, I agree. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is I, I'm not sure how much of it is just the media running with it. Yeah, it's it's easy for the media to hop on the football thing because he plays Thursday, and then all of a sudden he shows up at game college game day Saturday morning from – London to, you know, people just don't have the means to get there that fast too. That's, that's yeah. the other thing from a, excuse me, from an average Joe standpoint, but yeah, you know, the media, they're going to take those little things, those little bad optic things and run with it. But it's not just that you look at the whole story as a whole. It's not great on Sergio. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't love that. He didn't come out and just say why he withdrew. I mean, I don't know. I, I withdrew one time, I think, in 15 years of playing. I know this is not the same thing, although I did play way more events than these guys for 15 years. I mean, I'm playing 40-whatever-plus events the whole year. But I withdrew one time of, of memory, and it was because I hit a shot uh, in the reeds. Like, we were in the lowlands of Savannah, Georgia, and I hit it in the hazard and these big, tall, like, six-foot reeds. I go to just get the ball out and one of the reeds. I mean, this is not like grass. I mean, these things, it's like wood. And this thing whips back and hits me in my left eye. And it swelled, it swelled up so bad. I, I couldn't even, I couldn't open my left eye at all. It was completely shut. But I also had no peripheral vision, like <laughs> looking this way because it was so bad. And I, but granted, I didn't play well the first round. So I'm not going to be the first to say I was leading the tournament and withdrew. I mean, I shot a couple over the first round and then like, like the third hole, I did this and then I made like five bogeys in a row because I can see I'm like, I, you know, I'm, what am I doing here? I was like, I need to get out of here before and get home. I hadn't seen the kids in like, I don't know, six or seven weeks. So, you know, at least like if somebody would yeah, ask me a reason, why I withdrew, I would be like, hey, this is a pretty legit reason. You know, I was like, this is why I withdrew. I couldn't see out of my left eye. And I don't think anybody would be like, oh, you know, yeah, he was playing bad. That's why he withdrew. I was like, well, it's combo of you know playing bad and and then not being able to see it's like what are you doing you're just gonna make a fool of yourself you're not gaining anything from that but I, it just for him not just even given a reason it's always like well then there was no reason if you don't give a reason then there was no reason well the reason was, was valid. like shit and he was out of it and that's like yeah. eh, whatever i don't want to fight through this i don't want to wait another day 
You but know, the football I, I game, would... I don't have a problem with him going to the football game. I think it, had he just gave his, you know, the reason for withdrawing, I think people would have been like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Even yeah. if he just said, hey, guys, you know what? I'm I'm playing so poorly right now. I apologize, but just make up a reason. I'm gonna go spend time with my family, and I think everyone was like, okay, you're kind of a douchebag, but whatever. I get it. Just make up a reason. Say, yeah, I got a, a bad rest, and then showing up the football game was no big deal. Nothing that <laughs> nothing's ever made. I agree. Of it. I agree. Nothing's ever made of it. You know, yeah. I, I go to your story, Jay. I've I've withdrawn twice in my life. The first time, yeah. I was probably 14 years old. I was in a junior event. It was pissing down rain. I was soaking wet. I was just an 18-hole event. I played nine holes. I had played like shit. And I said, you know what? I'm going inside. I'm getting dry. Yeah. When my dad picked me up after the round. (laughs) He was not happy. He was not a happy person. Yeah. And he was like, I don't care what the conditions are. I don't care what your score is. You're playing. You sign your scorecard and you post a score. I do not care. Especially if he goes, especially if I'm paying for it and slapping you out here and picking yeah. you back up like yeah you've wasted my time and money you post a score i don't care yeah. how bad it is yeah yep that's right good. That's and good. so the cheers only other time I, cheers, I withdrew, cheers, cheers to your pops yeah cheers to your, cheers to your pops 100 and so the only other time I, I withdrew was a handful a couple of years ago at the state open here in virginia uh because i had food poisoning and oh, that was bad was bad i i shouldn't have even teed off in the second round but i tried to play because i was inside the cut line going into the second round and had spent 22 straight hours in my hotel room bed and basically was just vomiting and shitting my brains out and (laughs) uh had legitimately no energy tried to play nine holes and just couldn't do it just couldn't muster the energy in the 105 degree heat in roanoke and humidity to do it. And so I withdrew there because um, I was con- seriously concerned of like passing out on the golf course. <laughs> you get that hot in Roanoke? It gets, uh, it gets oh, humid down there. It Does it? Yeah. They're in kind of a little valley, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Sits, it just sits there. So, especially uh, where, where were you guys playing out at? Um, valley High. Valley High. Yeah. I was going to say. All right. Anyways. So I'm back to the show. I took a little hiatus there. It was a, it's I, good to have you back. Buddy. I barely listened for those 15 minutes that I sat out. I'm sure you guys did a great job on the BMW. <laughs> I think we nailed it. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I, I would, I will guest host anytime you need me to just, if you need a break <laughs> or you just want to like, just take a few minutes to yourself or reflect, <laughs> watch some live golf highlights, anything I'm, I'm available. All right. One, one more topic. We're going to, we're going to skip over the Scotty Scheffler wins the PGA tour player of the year. Cam Smith wins the PGA of America player of the year. Um, that is an interesting debate. Uh, we kind of had it last week a little bit. I- I'm still voting for Scotty Scheffler. So the PGA tour is a, uh, player vote. So the membership of the PGA tour votes on that. The PGA of America is actually just a points. They just got gather enough points, but it's not just wins and finishes. It's also money earned factors in. I think he got like 18 points for money earned. Um, he gets points for being, I think he came in second in scoring average or third in scoring average, something like that. So it's, that is just uh here's our rankings from a point standpoint, as far as finishes certain events, and then these other criteria other than just playing. So anyways, I think it was still Scotty Scheffler, but um, if you argued Rory or Cam Smith, I wouldn't, you know, fight you that hard. So anything. I think, I think both of those awards were accurately given. Uh, I, I, 
if it's a point system, it's a point system. And that's, that's one thing that I, I think is true. No matter what, if it's a point system, this is it. You earn it or you don't. And I, I, I think that's a very fair way of rewarding success. So yeah. one other topic before we go to preview, whatever event McLean wants to preview. <laughs> There's been pictures that have been posted in the last few days, aerial photos of Augusta national. They have officially lengthened the 13th hole. The lane that they bought from Augusta country club behind them, which used to be the ninth hole at Augusta country club. They bought um, a handful of years ago and then basically paid Augusta country club to redo their whole routing and golf course. So they could own this land since they were taking a hole away from them. They have finally used this land and have cleared out. I haven't seen the number on how many more yards it is. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on Augusta National lengthening the 13th hole? I think it's I think it's great. I think now we're going to put the driver in a majority of these players' hands, which we haven't seen on that hole for 20 years. Um, and no one even, I mean, I'd say 10% of guys will even pull out the driver to even challenge that dog leg because they hit it so far now. You have to curve the ball so much to make it work. And it's just so difficult to curve you know, the, the ball and the drivers these days. So they just hit their three wood. Um, and it's like, I kind of want to see more balls in the hazard. I kind of want to see more people go for it. I mean, that's, what's fun about the aim in corner, you know, and I think this is going to put, it was, it's a pretty easy drive with the three wood. I mean, the rarely do you see anybody hit it left in the Creek with the three wood. They typically hit a perfect drive or they block it right. And they're in the pine straw and they still have a chance to go with the green. Um, but I think now, you, you add another element by a little less loft, a little longer club, throw them back there. You're going to see some more guys hooking in the hazard left. Uh, you're going to see some guys hit some great drives and still be able to hit an iron into the green. But I don't know. I think it, I think it will add to it to the excitement. And I think it's definitely as cool as that hole is. I think it's become a little, little bit more stale in years past because it's just too, it's become too easy, at least from off the tee. I'm going to stay open-minded here and, and not uh, comment right now and see what happens in the future in the actual um, Masters event. But it's involvement right there, boys. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know which way I, I go on this. I think I like it. I'm leaning towards I like it. I think it's going to bring in a little bit more of the risk reward. You know, yeah. when you when you are further back on that hole, if you haven't been there, or it's kind of hard to see on TV. It's a more severe lie, even if you hit it in the fairway, the ball above your feet, where some of these guys that, that can turn the three-wood over pretty good or, or do hit the driver up over the corner, they get it to not only a seven-iron in, but they also get it to a, a more flat lie. So having a guy with a, a long iron or a hybrid, you know, one shot back, you know, do I go for this? Do I lay up? What's the play? Yeah. I think that's going to be more interesting. I think we'll see. I think we'll see more balls in Ray's Creek up by the green too, mm -hmm. just because mm -hmm. of that. Uh, because the the second shot now becomes just a little bit more more a challenging, a little longer. Maybe you're not primo in the fairway every, every time. Maybe you've hooked it a little left, and you're in the left rough right along the creek, and you still try to give it a go. Or more guys in the in the pine straw right, and they still try to give it a go. So, yeah, I think that now it really becomes a kind of a more. It, I think it, it becomes more of what it was in the past with that, that real volatile, you know, turn between 11, 12, the par three is always volatile. 
just because the green's so small and it's wind swirls. And now by moving that tee back, now again, you're seeing what it was in the 80s and 70s where guys are still hitting driver trying to curve it around the tree. So yeah, the one I thing agree. I agree. Mike. The one thing I actually don't like is they they got rid of the old tee box. I was kind of hoping they would almost leave it there to give the option of putting it up one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, let's just say when they get a unseasonably cold April, the ball's not flying as far. Yeah. Nice. Or screwed. it's it's really wet and the ball's not bouncing or rolling anywhere, and then it becomes like everyone's laying up on that hole. Then that that you want people to go for that hole. Like yeah. if that becomes like a three shot hole again, I don't know what the actual yardage is. And it's not fun. If they would have kept that tee box there to just give them the option to put it up a box if the conditions dictate it. Um, how did, why, so how did they not keep it there? Like, what did they fill it in with? Like, yeah, they just got they just, and stuff. Uh, it's also it's just grass. They just kind of, you know, leveled it out, and it's just rough, or you know, what they consider rough there. Why not? Why not keep? the tees i don't know for like the members like i don't know that seems well there's good. so there's the member tee is still there but like the pro tee the tournament tee the old one is gone and it's the new one further back so i wish i don't know you know we all know how weather can dictate you know golf and around a golf and setup i wish they had that option now to just move it up a little bit and that's kind of cool for especially for a course like uh and you haven't seen uh you haven't seen you know some of these courses that have that history do this but it would be nice like for especially for augusta which how famous it is probably the most famous golf course in the world to leave the tee there and be like here this is the you know give it a name like the, an era like this is the you know whatever era tee you know up until this point so it's like almost like you name a hole you can name like the 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 tee box and the length it's almost like hey this is the you know, like I said, this, this is the, you know, the tiger era T, you know, it's like, or people used to say tiger tees. It's like, that kind of gives it some, I don't know, makes it cool. It's like, Oh, yeah. oh we're playing the, we're playing the tiger era tees here. When tiger used to hit three wood and five iron every hole, every time he played it. Um, well, that's because the members, there's only one member tee there. That's it. It's like 6,300 yards. Oh, really? Yeah. I have a score. I have a couple of scorecards that people have given me over the years and there's the tournament tee. And the members tee. And that's, and that's it. it. There's nothing else. No. So if you're a member and you're a, you hit a long ways and you're a, a scratch golfer or a two handicap or whatever, you know, you can't, you can't play anything other than like 6350. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not one to question Augusta how they do things, but yeah. I think you know, it's 7,400 yards or 6,300 yards. It's like, mm, can we get something, something a little bit? Something in the middle? Something in the middle? <laughs> so. Um, McLean, any takes on Augusta? You get quiet all of a sudden. I offend you. I love Augusta. I have a hard time judging them and I never will because I'm hoping my name never turns up on that list that I don't want to be a part of. I think what, I think what Fred's doing is great. They've got a great, uh, a great professional staff there with JJ Weaver and the the rest (laughs) of the guys there. It's, it's really an incredible spot. I support everything they do. I think you're trying to get on some sort of live list too, but buddy, I'm, I'm available for multiple lists. I will not segment myself to only be blinded by one list. I, I got to stay open. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, so I want, I want you to give your live Chicago preview. Mr. Mr. Live over there. Mr. 54. 
I've got the four aces going all the way. Does anyone it, care about the team event? And seriously, I, I look as Jason is high flyers t-shirt right now, which we never got. To. <laughs> you know what? I can't tell you one person on that other than Phil Mickelson. I don't know who else is on the team. <laughs> Phil Phil's fucking awful. He, he's fucking Matt, awful. Matt Wolves, Cameron Dringali. Look, when so, I tell I, you I, on see, draft, how much I read about all. What I stuff. think what I think is very fucking cool though. So hang on, hang on. Let me get back to this window because I, I I got my live event. I do I like live, I do like the in. logo though. The logo is cool. So look, Phil Mickelson is only ranked in the live event on DraftKings above Wade Ormsby, Chase Kepka, David Puig, James Piot, and Jay Morgan. The only reason I say Jay Morgan is because I don't know what the fuck Jay stands for. Um, like Jediah. Regardless, Phil Phil's not worth a shit. See, However, so you I say, will say I'm not open minded, but I know I like everything this. there is to know about Live Golf. So like I read it all. I go on the website. I read all their stupid tweets. I follow it. I follow Live Golf for this podcast, so I, I know what Mike, the hell Mike, I'm talking about. Mike, man, I didn't mean to trigger you. We weren't even talking about that. Okay, go ahead. You just seem you just seem triggered real easily and quickly. So regardless, looking at looking at the Live Live event this week. You know, we've got Dustin Johnson, Taylor Gooch, Joaquin Neiman, Louis Ustase, and Patrick Reed, Abraham Answer, Patrick, or Paul Casey, Co-Crack, DeShambo. We've got a great, a great stalwart of players this week. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of the top players play this week because in the other on the PGA Tour, it's not quite. Um, we don't have a lot of top talent there, but ultimately, I look forward to seeing both events. I support both pj tour and the live tour and excited to watch both of them i i will watch both of them the entire week regardless of which looking at the live event we're in chicago uh i i it's it's dumbfounded not to say the four aces are not going to win another event and go five in a row their team is just too strong um dustin johnson because taylor made it too strong it was an arbitrary a hundred percent a hundred percent they're gonna look at their largest golf market in the world and try to and try to create a team that aligns with that to, to gain participation and likeness it makes perfect sense I, i'm not mad at them for doing that I, at the end of the day I, i'm looking to see someone else come in and become a little bit more competitive. I think the teams may need a little bit of a shakeup. I think it's odd that Bubba Watson is a non-playing captain. Uh, apparently he has a non-compete through the end no. of the year. No, he's or, injured. He had, he, had like, he had like a wrist or elbow surgery. He's injured. He can't play. That's why. All right. So Bubba's cunt muscles injured. So he's out. So um, you should, you should really know about the topics you're talking about McLean. Mike, I feel like I'm pretty well versed. I'm not going to say that I'm on top of fucking everything. I mean, this is your tour. This is your tour. And I know more about it than you do. I know the players. I know their injuries. You know, it's odd to say that you know more about it than I do, but yet you, you just you just bash just, every part of it. Yeah, I just don't like it because I read all about it. And I know all about it. That's fair. That's fair. I, I do some reading myself. I do very yeah. little because it's tough for me. I like to listen to words on tape yeah. um, because, you know, you're, me a and pic- reading, you're a picture guy, right? Big picture guy. You know, yeah. I, absolutely. I, I, I don't put vowels together very well. Um, my wife says I can't read good. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, um, I do think it's going to be a good event. We're going to keep seeing a lot of the same of what we've already seen. It's going to keep progressing. Um, I'm excited to see it because I think we have the most good players in play this week. If you look at the the other tour, I think there are more good players in play in the live golf event this week. So at the end of the day, if I'm looking for good golf, I think that's where I'm going to find more of it. That's not a statement of, of 
opinion. It's more of a statement of fact. I'm just being honest. If I look at it and I see how many top players are in, because look, do we want to just go into picks? Because I, I, I can, I can kind of throw this out there and I think it makes a lot of sense. So like my picks, and this is just real quick. I'm just going to run through this. My picks for live golf this week are Brandon Grace, Charles Howell, the third, Anurban Lahiri, Pat Perez, Cam Smith, and Burn Weisberger. Cam Smith, superstar, Charles Howell, the third, very well uh, ingrained with his history in golf and uh, the, the cut maker and cash or check casher. Um, Pat Perez, Charles or Brendan Grace, Anderbon Lahiri. We know what they've done. Um, but looking at Do my look, I, I'm sorry, you read up on golf. You just said I thought you would be pretty well. What is what has Anderbon Lahiri done other than coming? Anderbon Lahiri is one event. Anderbon Lahiri is the most prolific Indian player that's ever existed. <laughs> um, he's won a lot of. He, he, he's participating in a lot of golf tournament and has been a top talent across the world for the past five to seven years. Um, you, we can keep going on that, but regardless of which, let me just throw out my, my team for the PGA tour event, Corey Connors, Cam Davis, Mark Hubbard, Russell Knox, Justin Lauer, and Justin Sue. Uh, our listeners don't know who four of those guys fucking are. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, I, I will, I will hundred percent agree that the, the 40 net, championship is not a great field i i'm not gonna sit here and say that it is i've i've called i've called a number i've called a number of fields this year bad that's one of my percent yeah i I agree that you're right you are right you are right i don't know why would you say that the live event this week versus the pga tour event this week would be deserving of some world ranking points based off of the strength of the field Versus the very PGA little, Tour event, very little, but some. It, we can go into the World Golf Ranking thing. So, all I'm saying is what's, that if what's harder? To, what's harder to win? Fifty-four holes or seventy-two holes? Depends on who's playing. Nope. What's harder to win? Fifty-four holes or seventy-two? Depends holes? on who's playing. No. Let's say the fields are even. If I go play the let's fucking the Ladies Golf even. Association seventy-two let's hole event, I've got a good I just chance of winning. Question: If the fields are even, what's easier to win? Fifty-four holes or seventy-two holes? I'd 72. Say 72 holes. 72. Is easier to win? Yeah. Because no. the, the more an opportunity play, for comeback. The more you play, the better you can to separate yourself. Like the the thing that I the would stakes don't matter as much. I would I would rather not play in like when they changed Q school from six rounds to four rounds, I was disappointed because I felt like I was gonna have a chance to separate myself more. The more golf I played, the better players gonna separate themselves. So okay. The so what's golf, I that's think fine. Is, I disagree. Well, that's and fine. a mistake a mistake matters more in a short uh, a a shorter. So well, then let's play eighteen holes. A, a a lower. Yeah, that's even tougher. Lower, like anything can happen in eighteen holes. That's tough. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. A like triple bogey play. over eighteen holes versus a triple bogey over fifty four or seventy two holes matters a lot differently. Okay. If you have an eighteen hole event and you make a triple bogey on three, it's going to hurt a lot worse than if you have a triple bogey across seventy two holes. So is it harder to win a 48-man event or a 156-man event? Depends on who's in the field. It, just, is it harder to win 48 or 156? Is the field exactly the same? Yes. Call it the same. 
if you can call the it's same. harder to win a 54 hole event because you can't recover. No, I didn't say 54. I said, I'm talking about number of players. Uh, I mean, I do, I do agree with you, McLean, in that sense that like, it does matter the field. Like if I could play 156 man field, um, it, again, on the Hooters the, tour State versus Open playing 156 versus 48 man field for the live golf event. We're that, talking that, PGA tour and live guys. I mean, I, do we, do I have to say that out loud? Like, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I agree. So I, here's I my, other, my other question is, my other question is, okay, would you take the 48 guys in the live tour versus the f- top 48 guys in the PJ tour event this week? Who would you take? Who would live. I rather play against or who would I? Who would you take? Who do you prefer? Who would like, win? For would this win? week, field who's, versus who's better? Who's better? The 48 are, are we talking about the top this 48 in the field this week at, the, at 49? I would, I would think the the you think the 49 is better the their total field strength the field is their top 48 guys is better than the top 48 guys at live tour i would say that the top 48 on the live tour is better than the top 48 at the Fortnite. absolutely absolutely but now it's, it's better talking, at the 40 net the top the, no, at, player at the, at the live, 40 the net live is max golf tour event, i would say the the total the total strength of field is better for the top 48 guys there than it is at the, the 49 and and that, that could be a stat out there i don't know i mean i would my whole take with the live golf is the bottom half is not good. The yeah, bottom half isn't good at the 40 net either. The bottom half of the 40 net's yeah, I, not I, good I, either. I know. We're not talking about the bottom half of the 48. I'm talking about players 25 to 48 are better than players 25 to 48 on live. Sure, sure. But okay. I, I do think that players 23 through one are better than the this the week. Top. Yeah. Yeah, this week. Overall, for 47 events, if you compare a live golf, I think the PJ tour wins way more than they lose. Yeah. I mean, currently, no I mean, it, there was only four guys. So this, yes. they, they, currently, this is what we're talking about. Currently. currently. I don't know who's on it in, in the future. McLean. I don't know yeah. who's on it in the future, but yeah, I mean, I, if you're just comparing overall, like the grand, every event and you're comparing them, but, Again, like we said, this week we're talking about yeah. would you rather It's not a great field. I admitted that right from the get-go. Yeah. It's not a great field. But it shouldn't expect it to be a, a great field, and that's why they're getting rid of it finally. They're getting rid of this fall series, this wraparound yeah. thing is going to be gone, which is which is, which is good. It's which good. is which it's, needs to happen. It doesn't mean good. I need to like live. But no, no, I don't to, I, to I, people no. talk about these live events like it's the fucking murderous row. It's not. It's just not. I haven't been. I haven't been to one yet. No, but I'm just talking about the strength of field. No one has to go to determine the strength of field. Oh, you're just talking about, yeah. They're talking think, about like it's murderer's row of like, oh my God, this is so hard. Like, I don't think it is though. <laughs> I just don't. Like, I, I, yeah, I think I, it, I would I would put it in, in terms of trying to win the event in terms of the type of player you're you're competing against. Yeah, it's very similar to, you know, a, a top ranked PGA tour event in terms of beating the best players in the field. Granted, there's less players, no question. Um, but there's for this event, there's there's higher ranked players, better there is players, this one there is there's higher ranked players in this event. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. But what's 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 a better finish? I'm just asking you questions. I don't I don't even know sure. what it is or what isn't. It's not like I have facts or anything that I'm just asking questions. What's a better finish? T 30 on live this week or T30 on at the 40 net in terms of uh, money. No, no, I, I know what the money is. Quality of player. Quality no, of player. I'm just talking about the actual like achievement, not money. I understand the money. Uh, 
Well, I think I think maybe the fairest way to look at this, and Mike, I'm gonna try to pull this up quickly for us so we have something to to run off of. So if we look at the 30th ranked player on DraftKings in the 40 net, we're looking at that's some serious counting. So it is Nick Hardy. Okay. The 30th ranked player at the um 40 net. So hang, hang on a second, real quick. Let me do this on the live side. I'd love to just show up 30th, once a week and the, talk to the, the podcast. 30th, the 30th player on live golf is Richard Bland. Okay. So we have... Who's, who's better? I mean, yeah, based off of recent up. results, like I would say Richard fight. Bland. Based off of recent results, because he's had an incredible year and he's come back. I'm not saying he's the better... It's 49 years old career. He's had a hell of a last two years, though. He's had an he's had okay a last two years. years for a 49 year old, for a 48, 49 year old. He's had a hell of a last two years competing on major world tours. I'll take Nick Hardy. Take a Nick Hardy. Yeah. Gets a stud. Ne- <laughs> neither, neither guy would be recognized if they walk into my men's grill right my, now. My point, my point. Yeah, they're not that far off. No, they're just not that far off. That's what I'm saying. It's not as dissimilar as we try to separate them. That's fine. What 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 tournament are we making our picks on this week? I've got. I I think you covered it all. You're great. You got it all covered. I don't feel like you mean that. It doesn't sound sincere. I I made some picks for the. uh, for the 40 net, I did not pick for the live, but I didn't know that I really didn't know that was an option, but that's awesome. Uh, but I did make some picks for the 40 net. If you want me to go through them, go right ahead. All right. Um, I will go with, at 6,200 Harry Higgs cheap, but it's got some course history. Uh, Stuart sink also, I think he's a past winner there. 7,400 Luke yes. list yeah. bomber, 7,000. Uh, apparently the, the, the four par fives out here that are four of the most gettable par fives and the stroke average is super low and Luke's one of the bombers out there. So I feel like he can, he should be starting each, each event at, or each round at par 68. Um, Brendan Steele course history. He loves it out in Cali. He just plays well out there. Uh, Taylor Pendrith, another guy who's been playing great, but also a bomber take advantage of these par fives and some of these shorter par fours. Um, he's, he, I feel like he's, again, those guys are starting at par 68. And then Max Homa. Um, he, favorite. Obviously, he obviously is the favorite. I've found a way to sneak him in the, in the list here. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I actually like my, I like my team. I'm not going to lie. He, he's defending really. champ, right? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple defending cha- or yeah, a couple defending champs. Past champs. Think, yeah. Uh, Stewart Sink and um, and Brendan Steele. Uh, Brendan, did Brendan Steele win here, or is he just won? He just wins in California. I don't know if he's won this one event or not. I don't know. McLean probably has the PJ Tour power rankings up. <laughs> uh, actually, I do. <laughs> Who are we looking at here? Brendan Steele is not involved in the PJ Tour power rankings. The power rankings are Carl Yuen, Michael Kim, Nick Hardy, Austin Eckrode, Taylor Montgomery. I'm sorry. Brendan Steele is a two-time winner. 
2016 2017 all-time <laughs> earnings leader at silverado is eight for eight with four top 25 since 2015 the long hitting sharpshooter tita green has four top 15s in 2022 and that's all original content for me that's, you see who's hey can you can you go to number 13 on the par rankings yeah yeah he's number 13th on the power rankings at the 49 okay can you go to number 13 on the power rankings, please? It's Nick Hardy. Okay, perfect. Thank you. That's all I wanted you to say. Thank you. I'm, I'm not I'm not certain what the correlation is here. He beat out Michael Kim and Carl Yan. Okay. Just, just, and, and Carl's in just, just his fifth start ever on the PGA an Tour. There was- Carl's on his fifth start ever on the PGA Tour. He just narrowly beat him out. Okay. Great. Yeah. Big, deep field. <laughs> all right. My team. McLean, you already gave your team, I think, right? I did quickly. And, yeah. and you know what? Everyone benefits off of that. Okay. Um, I'm going to start uh, at the bottom. Clemson boy, 7,100. Doc Redman. Um, been playing decent. I like that pick. The last handful of months. Um, I like him to start, start the season well. Then I'm going to go to 7,200. Front of the pod. Hits it a mile. Can take advantage of those par fives. Callum, Taron. He loves it out there. He's jacked. He's ready for the season. I expect big things from Callum this year uh, on the PGA Tour. So 7,200. I'm going to go up to another guy I've been playing solid over the last handful of months. 7,700. Andrew Putnam. Uh, some pretty high finishes. Has played very well. So I like him to continue it after a little bit of a break here. Then I'm going to go up to 8,200. Keep an eye out for this name. He is the forgotten child of the was it the 2019 or 2020 class next to Morikawa, Hovland, and Matt Wolf was Justin Sa at 8200 um dollars. He just you know was number one coming off the corn ferry tour. Uh, I think he's got it together. Also he's a good friend of a friend of the pod, Joe Bramlett. They play and practice together. Uh, so I like him to have a big year and he's gonna start off hot right away. Then I go up to $9,800, Taylor Pendrith, like Jay said. Um, I started taking this guy a bunch back in the summer, and it paid off well. Been playing well. Hits it a mile. And then at $10,000, your winner this week, I have maybe put a couple of shekels on this guy to win. He's going to get off the schneid. Had a great year. Could have been. He was in the talk for rookie of the year. Wasn't going to win it. But Sahith Thagala wins yeah. the 40 net championship I, I had him in my uh i had him in there and i just couldn't make it work it was like taylor pendrith or sahith lagala and i was ah, it, it's still i could with this lineup i could still switch them both out so maybe i'll put another one in um for the for the big, big millionaire millie maker whatever they've got see what happens but yeah I, I do think he's gonna have a good week i just listened to him uh get interviewed by um gosh what's the the old short caddy Funny guy, Michael Collins. Yeah, Mike uh, Collins. He, he interviewed him. It was actually a really cool interview, and he was pretty. Uh, uh, Heath was pretty candid with uh, what his expectations are. He's still he's driving a uh, he's driving a a light blue Corolla rental car this week, and he thought that was the funniest thing. And he's just like he's. He seems like a pretty down to earth kid. I, I kind of like him. I mean, I haven't really listened to that guy talk a whole lot, but. I, uh, yeah, I, he I really seems like, like he's just hard not to root for. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's so humble. He's like, I haven't bought it. I've been on tour, obviously, for a year now. And Corn Ferry, I was like, I haven't bought myself a pair of shoes in two years. Like, I've been wearing the same sneakers for like two years. Because he <laughs> asked him, what would you do if you won two events? And he's like, I don't know. He's two like, events? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what do you, what's your splurge when you win your second event? And he was like, I don't know. I mean, uh, I've been having bought a pair of shoes in the last couple of years, but, but maybe I'll buy a car or something like that. He's <laughs> so like down to earth. So I, I like him even more now. I didn't, I missed that interview and I hope it, he wins. It, it's a good, it really is a good interview. He's, he's, like I said, he's pretty heartfelt with his responses and he's so down to earth. He's like salt of the earth kind of guy, it seems like, which makes me like him even more. He's not the entitled, you know, scripted and let me give you all the the stuff that you want to hear i'll just tell you tell you like it is um i love it all right yeah. so, so I, hang on I, I gotta go over my picks i just made a change here i just read uh, that Corey connors is out this week oh, at the 40 net really uh via instagram which it doesn't make a ton of sense i'm gonna read this and you, you tell me if if you guys see it the same way i do uh, Corey Connor says, while I can't be there in person, I'm excited about the 40 net cup championship this week at Deer Ridge golf and honored to have the Corey and Mallory Connors family fund as the official charity. I will be cheering on the players as the honorary chair from Napa. As I start my season at the 40 net championship. That sounds like a copy and paste error. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So regardless, I Sahith Sagala is now leading my squad for all the reasons that have already been named at 10,000. Moving down at Cameron Davis, 9,600, 8,200, Justin Suh. And I took three guys at 7,300. My buddy, Justin Lauer, uh, the short hitter that hits it straight, Russell Knox, and Mr. Mark Hubbard made 20 of 26 cuts out last year with five top tens uh, looking for this squad to go ahead and net like me $27. dollars I like the Hubbard pick. All 27 of them. I'm I'm rooting for you, buddy. Rooting hard for you. Mike, I got to be honest. I don't think you are. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, an odd feeling. It's just an odd not, feeling. not at all. No, honesty. I'm glad you picked up my sarcasm. So. <laughs> Nailed it. I was laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> all right. That was just an awful episode. So. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I think I, it was one of our best. I, I highly, <laughs> I highly doubt anyone made it this far. Let's the, go four aces. Um, yeah, let's go four aces. Awesome, Jay's high flyers. flyers. The high flyers. Go. Um, can't wait to break down. <laughs> live. It just doesn't feel that way, Mike. Live golf, Chicago next week. The forty net. One's real golf. One's exhibition, and. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.